Welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast, and today we're going to talk about what happened at Pebble, what happened with the first Live Mayakoba event. This week, the PGA Tour is at the Waste Management Open, Party Hole, Phoenix, you know the deal. And then Liv is in Las Vegas at the Super Bowl, and then kind of in some um, news with the PGA Tour, they talked about how they're going to divvy out $9.3 million, a trillion dollars. Who's it going to? Who's going to get it? So let's kick it off. Actually, let's just go straight into that one right off the bat. So midweek, the PGA Tour uh, discussed this fund. They had talked about it two weeks ago when the Strategic Sports Group invested what they're saying is $3 billion into the PGA Tour. And then they also had this secondary fund that they talked about. And so more details came out on that this week. And that is nine point, no, not nine point three, nine hundred and thirty million dollars. So we'll just call it a trillion. Let's just round up a trillion dollars. OK, so this is going into the players. This is essentially how they're going to divvy up shares of the new company. Now that the SSG has invested into the PGA Tour with a twelve billion dollar valuation, the players are going to get some ownership. And here's how it's going to break down. OK. Of the $930 million, $750 million, that's a big chunk of it. That's like more than three quarters. The first group would see, uh, okay, $750 million in equity granted to 36 players, 36 players based on career performance. The last five-year performances and player impact program. What a scam the player impact program is. But that's not here or there. $750 million over 36 players. I'm not good at math, but that's like, I don't know, that's a lot of money. And who are these 36 players? Well, it's people that are in the, in the top 20 over the last five years, plus Tiger. And, you know, that's a good payout. Now, that's not money. That's just, that's equity in the new entity. It has a value on it of... 750 million divided by 36. 36 times two is 72. I don't know, what's that about? $10 million a player? Something like that? Depending? No, 10 times 30. It's 20 million a player. A little bit more than 20 million a player. Not bad. Okay, but that's just for the top guys. So, you know, and that's the that's probably the good old boys PGA network. Spieth, Thomas, uh, Tiger, Scheffler. You know, the guys that are actually doing a lot in the last five years. Okay, the second group will see $75 million granted to 64 players based on their performance in the past three years. Okay, so in the past three years, 64, probably the 64 best players in the past uh, three years that aren't the 36. So we're looking at about 100 players. The first 36 get $750 million. And then the other 70 players roughly get $75 million, so about a million dollars a piece of equity, stake of equity. Okay. And then the third group. The third group will see $30 million granted over 57 players who have earned fully exempt PGA Tour status. So these are probably guys like Charlie Hoffman um, 
and Jason Duffner and guys that have been around on the tour forever. They're not in the top 100 players, but they still play in a lot of PGA Tour events, and they've been playing for a while. 30 million over 57, over 60 players. That's like $500,000 worth a piece. Okay. And then the last, the last 75 million will go across 36 players who were instrumental to building the PGA Tour. So this looks like maybe somebody like a Lee Trevino, Jack Nicholas, some, some of the legacy players from probably more than 20 years ago. And so that's the deal with that. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So there's one other thing. Okay, I'll just read it. Um, um, okay, so they're going to have another $600 million and are planned to be awarded about amounts of $100 million each year starting in 2025 and going on to 2030. So for the next six years, they're going to give away $100 million worth of equity in the PGA Tour, in the new PGA Tour. And so basically you win a tournament, you're going to get equity. So you'll, all, you'll get winning plus equity now. So, okay, that's what the PGA is doing to compete with Liv. And let's just talk about some of that big stuff right out of the gate as well. We're out of the gate. We're halfway through it here. But Liv versus the PGA Tour. And this ties a lot into the last, well, actually this will wrap up very nicely into the last two weeks. So like, Last week, the PGA Tour was at Pebble Beach, and that was won by Wyndham Clark. He shot a 60 on Saturday. They got rained out on Sunday, so it was only a 54-hole event, but he was the winner, hands down, with the 60. He had a chance at 59. He didn't quite get there, but he had a chance at 59, and he set the new course record at Pebble Beach. So that's what happened with the PGA Tour last week. At the same time, Liv was playing their kickoff event for the season in Mayacoba in Mexico, basically in Cancun. And Joaquin Neiman, he shot 59 on Friday, so the third day. And then he ended up winning the event. He beat Sergio Garcia in a playoff. And it was a spectacular playoff. You should watch it on YouTube if you can. And so that's what kind of they went head to head. Now, Pebble... And the PGA Tour would have had all of Sunday with no competition, but because they got rained out, both both tours started Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and that's how it went. So the the interesting thing is this guy on Twitter, I'll, I would give him credit, but I don't know. I forget who it was. He did a side-by-side, so he had two televisions going at the same time, and one was playing Live, and then the other one was playing... Uh, the PGA Tour at Pebble, and he played him for seven minutes straight. And <laughs> the PGA Tour was on commercial for like half the time, and Liv was not. Now, Liv was also on their, I don't know if he was recording it from Liv Plus, which is basically their website or YouTube, but Liv has a few ways you can watch. You can watch on the CW, which my YouTube TV does not have, but you can watch on the CW apparently. You can watch on YouTube live, and then you can watch on the Live Plus app or website. So that's how that goes. So um, this is where one of the, the things that like a lot of people keep talking about, even later in the week, they said, oh, the ratings for the PGA Tour were like triple what Live was. But I'm not so sure because Live is on the CW and... But their their Liv's plan is to be on their own app, on their own station, which is going to be part of your TV that you can download, just like you can download Hulu 
or Disney or HBO Max. Live is going to have its own app there, and that's where you're going to watch Live. And the PGA Tour is still on television, and they have a great audience, and a lot of people watch it, and it's very good. But, you know, for people uh, my age, I'm 50, people my age and older, we're just used to watching things on TV and, in particular, cable television. So Live is going for a younger audience. So when I think about people like my daughter and some of my friends that are in their 20s and 30s, they don't watch cable television anymore. They turn on the TV and they go to the app to watch Netflix or to watch whatever they're going to watch. And the only really television they've watched per se is like on YouTube TV, which is also an app. So this is where the world's going and this is what Liv is going after. And this is where I think the PGA... If they, don't get their, if they don't start going after that same exact market, building their own app, building their own online presence, they're really going to miss the boat here. So, um, so that's that. And then, and then this week, this week we, uh, we have two events, and they're, they're going on right now. One is the uh, Liv is at the Super Bowl there in Las Vegas for the week. And so they're going Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Super Bowl's on Sunday. And then... Uh, the Waste Management, the PGA Tour, is at the Waste Management, which is a huge event in Phoenix for them. Even though it's a non-elevated event now, they still sold it out all four days. The kids love to go out there and drink on the 16th hole. It's it's a spectacle to see. So, Liv is going, and then Liv, so I was thinking that like Liv's hitting a home run here because they're in Vegas, Right, and all the celebrities are in Vegas, and they'll probably get a bunch of celebrities to come out to the course and watch the event, and you know, get some content online and all this good stuff. But they're not playing on Sunday, right? So they're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Sunday's the Super Bowl. But the the game doesn't start till three thirty. So what do you do between the time you wake up and three thirty when the game starts? And if you're on the East Coast, that's six thirty. It's all day. Well. This is where the PGA Tour wins on this this one, in my opinion, is they have the waste management. They have the final day of the waste management. It's not the elevated event, but it's still a really good field. So it's something to do and something to watch on the day of the Super Bowl. And then finally, I'm just going to wrap up with this uh, kind of this thought process of, of how the live players aren't being ranked and the reason they're not going to be ranked to be into the majors. And so a guy like Joaquin Neiman, he wins last week on live. He's been playing really well. He was a top 50 player when he was on the tour. He wins the live event and he drops in ranking from, from like number 65 to number 80, somewhere in the eighties. And then Wyndham Clark wins an event, the PGA event at Pebble. And he goes from like 15th rank in the world to five, to the fifth rank player in the world. So they're not the one world golf ranking system. They call it the OWGR, the one world golf ranking system is a joke. And they need to start including these live players so that we have the best players when the Masters comes around, when the U.S. Open comes around, when the British Open comes around. Okay? And they're blowing it. And they're in a weird place because they're basically controlled by the PGA Tour leadership. And, but they have a problem. They're starting to look silly. So if you have a, if you have the Masters, let's say, okay, now you're going to have John Rahm there. You're going to have Brooks Kepcha. Because if you think about, hang on, let me back up. If you think about the live field, just the field, right? Like today, 
I'm watching live. Leaders are Rom. Here's the leaderboard. Rom, Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Kepcha's not playing good, but he's there. He's the PGA Tour champion. So if Joaquin Neiman goes out and he beats all those guys last week in Mexico, he's definitely good enough to play in the Masters. Okay? Uh, this guy, I don't even know his first name. Uh, he, he, I don't, whatever. He won the Tory Pines event two weeks ago, which is a PGA Tour event. He won the PGA Tour event, so he gets to play in the Masters. It's a, le- it's a legitimate field, right? It's the PGA Tour. It's the field that he beat. Well, this live field is just as good as the PGA Tour field. And so if you win a live event, you should probably get invited to the Masters, particularly if you're Joaquin Neiman, who's a pretty good, I mean, he's a highly ranked player. He's top top 50 player, period. So these Masters, or excuse me, the Masters, but the, the major championships are going to be in a weird place because they're going to have to start inviting the live players or they're going to look silly. Because if you're going to call it a major championship, you've got to have the best players in the world there. And you can use the one world golf ranking system to make a guy fall out of the top 50 who just won a tournament. You look dumb. The whole thing looks stupid. So hopefully we get some sort of revision on this whole thing um, to get the best players in the world playing against one another. But until that time, we'll just have to deal with two tours. I'm reporting on both. It's back and forth. Oh, and I'll leave you with the final thought. If, and this is for the PGA Tour, and this is for anybody who's interested in watching live, but the PGA Tour needs to hear this, and you do as well. Every day on YouTube, live puts up about a 12-minute video of the highlights of the day of the round of golf. And particularly the final day is good, because then you get to see, like, all the best shots. Dude, their production is so good on it. Like, the intros on it, the... Just, it's so good. Just watch it. Do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube, watch the live highlights, and check it out. And the PGA Tour doesn't do this. Like, give us a condensed replay of every day of play. Okay? Like, I go home at night. Let's say it's Sunday. I go out golf, so I miss the tournament. But I come home and I want to watch the final of the, uh, the day. Whatever. We'll say uh, the waste management. So when I turn it on the golf channel... The Golf Channel re-airs the broadcast of NBC, which is a four-hour broadcast or a three-hour broadcast. So now I have to watch four hours to figure to watch the end and find out who won. won. Give me a condensed replay. Like the Golf Channel, what they should do is a one-hour condensed replay of the Sunday PGA Tour event. So within one hour, I can watch the entire day, who won, playoff, whatever happened, and then they should just run that four hours in a row. You know, instead of this long wind, nobody's going to watch it. I wonder what the rankings are. But anyways, condensed replays. Please give us condensed replays. And do yourself a favor and watch the condensed replay of Live and the production of it. It's so good. It's like, it's kind of exciting in a weird way. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like an, it's like an F1 replay or it's very, it's very Euro. It's, it's got a very European feel to it, but it's cool. So check it out. You'll dig it. That's This Week in Golf. See you next week. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN.